Hello, and welcome to Dear Franny, the podcast of uncommon conversations about love. I'm your host, Francesca Hoogie. Hey, everybody. Thank you so much for listening. So here we are, December 2019. This decade is coming to a close in a couple of weeks. And I want to let you know that I am going to be taking the rest of December off. So Dear Franny is going on an official, unofficial hiatus until January. So I will be back in January and I look forward to doing some more interviews and recording lots more episodes for you guys. For those of you who are listening, who have been reviewing the show and sharing the show, those of you who've rated the show, who've taken the time to do that, a huge, huge thank you. And if you are enjoying the show and you haven't done any of those things, I please encourage you to do so. You can just tap five stars. It's really easy. You can do it right there in the app that you're listening to. You can, if, you, if there's an episode that you really think is awesome and there, maybe there's someone in your life who could benefit from hearing it, please just go ahead and share that episode. It all helps. It all helps with the visibility of Dear Franny, helps people to find the show. So if you listen to podcasts, I know you hear these kinds of, um, I was going to say please, but please sounds so desperate, like please, please share my show, um, you know, which is fine. I mean, actually, I'm fine with being desperate. So yeah, thank you. <laughs> so here we are, end of the year, and I have this practice that I do that I've been doing for years now, which I um, learned from my friend Rick Radone, shout out to Rick, um, which is to write down everything that you've accomplished in at the end of the year to sit, take the time to sit down and write down everything you've accomplished that year. And um, the accomplishments can be really, they can be big, like you launched your first podcast all by yourself, um, or it can be small, like you... Um, I don't know, didn't start drinking Diet Pepsi again, which is one of my accomplishments because I used to have an addiction, but I'm clean now, guys. So <laughs> um, anyway, so as I was, I, I'm starting this process because it takes me like reflecting and going back and then remembering other things and then being like, oh my God, was that this year? Because time is such a blur for me and it probably is for you too, because I feel like it is for most people. But I don't know, man. Every year, I just get more and more like, what do you mean it's this? Like, I can't believe it's December. I can't believe that Christmas is next week. I can't believe that 2020 is just a couple of weeks away. Um, so I'm still wrapping my head around that. So I have to take a little bit of time to reflect on the past year. So I started this process. But then I was really started focusing on this isn't just the end of a year. This is the end of a decade. And wow, like, holy shit, like, that's pretty crazy. And I can't help but be that person who's like, okay, well, where was I 10 years ago today? And, you know, be very reflective in that way on how things in my life have changed since, you know, 2009. And they've changed drastically. um, And for the better, in almost every way. And it's really interesting. I mean, not my knees. Um, <laughs> my knees were better 10 years ago. Um, my brother was still alive 10 years ago. Um, you know, th- things change. And a lot of that change is very welcome and change that I sought out. And some of those changes are things that um, I didn't. And that's just the part of being human. But anyway, going back to looking back at, you know, uh, the past decade, 
And yes, accomplishments, sure, that's always a great thing to do. But also, I was really specifically thinking about love and specifically thinking about how much my romantic life has changed over the past decade and the different phases that I've been through over the past decade. And, you know, 10 years ago, I was still practicing law. Um, I had no... I never, I didn't even have an aspiration to be anything like a matchmaker or a love coach or a life coach. Um, it just wasn't even on my radar as a thing that people did or that I wanted to do. Um, and I was very frustrated in my career and really not knowing what was the right step for me and knowing that I didn't want to be a lawyer forever, but not knowing what else to do and not knowing who's going to hire me for anything else at this point because um, I've been practicing for a while at that, at that point. And um, I fell in love with a guy who I worked with. And suddenly, I, I went from this place of being very much focused on what my next career move was to being all about this relationship. And, um, and I think in so many ways, and I was really pinning all of my hopes and dreams for my life on this particular relationship, which is not fair um, and not a realistic thing to do. I understand now, but I didn't understand that at the time. This was 10 years ago. I've grown a lot. <laughs> and um, so I was thinking about that. I was thinking about, you know, that relationship. It, it didn't end well. I got dumped. I got my heart broken. Um, and now I look back on it and I'm like, oh, well, I 100% see why that had to happen. And um, you know, I see why it couldn't last and that was the right decision. He made the right decision um, to break up with me, even though it was not a decision that I would have made at the time because, again, I was pinning my hopes for my whole life on this relationship. So I was going to hang in there. Um, and that really was the start of, I guess, you know, I don't know, a whole, a whole new chapter in my life because once my love life really crashed and burned, then I said, okay, well, back to career. <laughs> um, and then it was really sort of focused on figuring that out. But, you know, the love thing was not something that ever went away for me. And um, this past decade was, was the huge, huge, the biggest transformational decade of my life. And partially because at the beginning of the decade, I was in that relationship then I got my heart broken. Then I had to lick my wounds for a long time and really was in that victim place of, you know, I can't believe this happened to me. And I finally found love and then I lost it and I'm never going to find it again. And very pessimistic, dark place. And then um, somewhere around the middle of the decade, I realized that I was going to have to start taking some more control over my life. And that coincided with me being on Survivor. If you're listening to the show, you probably know that I was on two seasons of Survivor, um, and <laughs> very strangely. <laughs> so my first season aired in 2011, my second season aired in 2013, and they were both pretty disastrous. And after the second one in particular, I was like, okay, like something's got to give here, right? Like my life is just not going according to plan. Um, I'm you know, a reality TV loser. I am not in a great relationship. I don't know what I'm going to do career-wise. And it was really a turning point for me in terms of deciding, okay, am I going to stay stuck and woe is me? Or am I going to start figuring out how to be more empowered and how to actually 
make the changes I needed so I could live the life that I wanted. And um, that was around the time that, you know, the universe really started to show me once I made that decision, like, okay, this is crazy. I'm ready to move on. <laughs> I'm ready to move on. Um, then all sorts of, you know, signs started appearing and opportunities started appearing. And um, I wound up finding out about the love industry and understanding it was something that I could do. And, and shout out to Paul Brunson. If you're not familiar with Paul Brunson, Paul C. Brunson, look him up, follow him on social media. He's amazing. Um, and he was the one who showed me that it was possible for me to actually have a career in the love industry and has been a great mentor to me. And once I started in the love industry, um, I was in a relationship at the time. Um, not, this is not the guy who broke my heart. This is another one. And uh, who also broke up with me, for the record. Um, I've been broken up with a lot. <laughs> Um, but uh, anyway, these guys, they, they had more courage than I did. Um, but I, um, when I started in the love industry, it was huge for my own love life because once you start talking to and really paying attention to a lot of other people's close attention to other people's patterns and their beliefs around love and, um, you know, their motivations around love and how they approach relationships, it's, you know, you've got to be an exceptionally um, unaware person not to start to see yourself and other people and understand how much we have in common in terms of all of our desire to be seen and to feel special and to feel loved and to feel secure, that security. And, um, you know, we all want that. And we all have lots of different methods of getting that. And um, some people are closer to finding it and some people are further away and um, a lot of that just has to do with just mindset and approach and perspective um, you know if I've learned anything it's that but I started to really understand that um, and once I became a matchmaker because that was my first foray into the love industry was as a matchmaker um, and no I do not matchmake anymore I'm a coach now because <laughs> um, people will ask me from time to time are you still a matchmaker can you hook me up with someone and I tell them, I can help you to be your own matchmaker because that's what I do now. It's much more effective and um, it's better. The skills that you develop in learning how to be your own matchmaker are the same skills that you need to learn how to make a relationship work. So it's, it's better, honestly, um, in my opinion, to have a coach than a matchmaker. But I digress, <laughs> um, which is why I switched to coaching. And as I grew deeper in my coaching practice, my own love life improved and I owe a huge, I owe a huge debt of gratitude to all of my clients um, because I've learned so much from all of them. I really have. I really have. And so anyway, getting back to this. So year in review, a decade in review, my love life in review and seeing these different phases. And, you know, now I'm ending this decade you know, in a very good place. And the only relationship I've ever been in that gets better, I mean, it gets better and better. And I can't believe it. I'm like, sometimes I, sometimes I feel overwhelmed emotionally by how much um, connection and love and fulfillment I feel in my relationship. It's bizarre. It's a feeling because it's something that I dreamed of for so long. And I've never had this feeling before. So it's very, it can be overwhelming at times, but overwhelming and good. And I breathe into it with a lot of gratitude. So my love life is really different now than it was 10 years ago. And 
I, you know, because I'm a coach and because I work with a lot of single people, not exclusively, but I work with a lot of single people who are looking to meet someone. Um, and I so well remember that frustration. And I so well remember that feeling of like, oh my God, this seems to happen to, for everyone else, but it doesn't happen for me. And I remember that feeling of meeting someone and thinking like, okay, maybe this is a person and then it not working out and me just being like, fuck, I cannot go through this again. Um, so I, I feel that my own experience of having so many highs and lows in my love life, I'm really grateful for those experiences now because it really does enable me to relate to everyone from like the person who hasn't been on a date in years to the person who goes on tons and tons and tons of dates, but isn't connecting, um, you know, and on all sorts of other situations. So I have a lot of empathy for people because of my own journey which allows me to have so much gratitude for my journey. And when I was thinking about talking about this and how like, oh my God, my life is so much better. It's so amazing. I have this amazing partner now and like, woohoo, I got it all figured out. Um, that sounds obnoxious and probably not. I mean, I don't have anything all figured out to be clear, um, but I am happy in my relationship, but it's still a work in progress because we're still alive. We're still human. We're still works in progress. There is no perfection ever. Um, when I interviewed Winter Mitchell Rohrbaugh a few, I guess a couple months ago, um, you know, she said something in that interview that I loved. She said um, she hates the term relationship goals because you never know what what's going on between two people in a relationship. And it's so true. I mean, people... You know, you're look, there are people in your life who you're looking at them from the outside thinking they got it all. And if you knew what was going on inside, you would not feel the same way. Um, and there are also people probably who you're looking at and being like, oh, those two, like they seem like a weird match. But honestly, they are so connected and they're so fulfilled and they've got a connection that, you know, you can't even understand or see being on the outside looking in. So relationship goals is a tough thing to have in mind because it's really about what is most fulfilling for you and really focusing on that and not comparing yourself to other people. So when I was thinking about talking about this, I didn't want anyone to say like, well, you know, lucky you <laughs> must be nice. Like that's not helpful. And I wanted to make this helpful. And what my point is here, and I know that I am rambling a bit, this is definitely stream of consciousness. So thank you for bearing with me. I appreciate you is that the difference between me now and the difference between me 10 years ago is the primary difference in terms of what's made the difference for my love life is my it's well two well there's one the one primary thing is that I learned how to love myself and I know that sounds so corny and I hate when people say you got to love yourself before you can love anyone else because it's not true you can love other people without loving yourself I've talked a lot about self-love on this show I did uh, an episode all about self-love and walking you through my self-love formula so I'm not going to go through that again right now but I do encourage you to listen to it because I had that frustration always when people would talk about self-love of like okay, that's not helpful. Now what do I do with that? Um, and then got to the point where I was able to break it down into some more practical steps and just sort of address the things that I was struggling with the most. So if you are struggling in your love life, I would just very, very much encourage you to check in with yourself. And I do want you to listen to that self-love um, episode if you haven't already for a real deep dive into how to do that. 
because once we there is no there's no finish line so it's not about like you know you get to this place where you love yourself perfectly and then your life is perfect um there is no perfection in this human experience but once you start to prioritize treating yourself with love and prioritizing going deeper into your self-love it makes such a huge difference you start being attracted to people who also love themselves. You start being attracted to people who love you for who you really are. Your whole perspective, your whole mindset um, about love, about romance, your openness, your ability to be vulnerable, your creativity, your optimism, all of those things are impacted when you start to just go on this journey of uncovering um, and getting rid of all of the lies that you've ever ingested that made you think that you weren't good enough or that you weren't going to have love or that love wasn't possible for you or that love is not possible for anyone. Um, you know, there's lots of negative beliefs that we all get fed our lives consciously, subconsciously. And once you can just start to focus on yourself and making sure that what you believe about yourself is what you actually want to believe. And I should hope that you want to believe that you are deserving of love, of respect, of abundance, of intimacy, because you are. I truly believe those things. I believe we all are as humans. So the closer that we can get to getting back to those beliefs, the better our lives come in every single way. And I'm grateful for all the experiences that I've had, even the heartbreaks, even the you know, embarrassments and the this and the that, but trust me, there were many. (laughs) Um, I'm grateful for those experiences because when I look back on them now, I can see my mindset and I can see how I felt about myself and everything that I was attracting in my love life was a reflection of that, everything. And it doesn't feel that way when you're in the moment. It doesn't feel that way when you're just happen to be attracted to this person and it feels like fate and it feels like destiny and it feels like something outside of your control. But I'm telling you, I can look back and I can track it because I've been so um, determined to try to figure out my whole love situation. (laughs) I can see like the up-leveling, the slow up-leveling of the quality of, you know, person that I was attracting and his vulnerability and um, you know, willingness to, uh, you know, be in it, be committed and all of these things. I can just see it all just up leveling, like step by step by step as I was going deeper into knowing myself and loving myself and being really clear about what I needed and how to spot that out in the world and other people and how to cultivate that within myself. Because everything that we're looking for is something that is already inside of us. And it, it's something that, um, our hearts, our souls, our inner wisdom is telling us to go deeper, to go deeper. So when we're looking for acceptance from other people, it's about going deeper into into accepting ourselves. When we're looking for other people to validate us, it's about going deeper into learning how to validate ourselves and on and on and on. So there is um, a very famous Rumi quote, which I'm going to probably misquote right now, but it said, you know, it's something to the effect of, um, you know, you are what you seek or something like that. It's That's the sentiment of it. And that's what this idea is that I'm sharing with you right now. Um, you are what you seek. All of the love that you want in, to experience in a relationship, you have that inside of you. 
And as we close out 2019, as we close out this first season of Dear Franny, as we close out this first decade of the 21st century, I want to send you a heartfelt message that the love that you are seeking is inside of you. The connection that you are seeking is inside of you. It is possible for you. It is available for you. It is available to us all. Your only job is to clear any of the barriers that are standing between you and having that and going into your self-love, developing that those muscles, right? And that practice of loving yourself, remembering that love is a verb. So we can treat ourselves with love. We can choose that even if we're not feeling it all the way at the moment just yet. Um, the more we treat ourselves with love, the more we feel love towards ourselves. So it's just feeds each other in a beautiful, virtuous cycle. And that is what I wish for you. I wish for you more love. I wish for you more connection, more acceptance, more gratitude, more open-heartedness. I wish you all of those things within yourself. And the more that you cultivate those things within yourself, I know the more that all of your life is going to improve, including your relationships, whether you are single or you are not. All of those things start to improve once you love yourself more. So selfishly, I want everyone to love themselves because then this world would be a much more peaceful place. There would be a lot less division. There would be a lot less hatred. There would be a lot less blame. Um, there would be a lot less ego. And there would be a lot more love and a lot more connection. So that's what I want. That's my wish for, for you. That's my wish for the world. And that's my wish for 2020. I'm really excited about the new year and the new decade. And I just wish you all the good things. Thank you so much for listening to this show. Thank you so much for being a supporter of this podcast. I really, you know, I started this podcast and I thought, I don't know if anybody's going to come on it. Is it who wants to be a guest on my show? I don't know. Who wants to listen? I don't know. But I've been so blessed. I've had the most amazing guests. I can't even believe it. Um, and I'm so grateful to my guests and I'm so grateful to every single person who's listening. And that, of course, includes you. So I encourage you to do your own little love decade in review and see what has changed and what's been good and what's been bad or what are the lessons that you can that you can um, draw from the things that maybe didn't go so well, but looking back on it now with some perspective and a little bit more wisdom, what can you see really was going on there? And, um, you know, there's so many lessons. All of our challenges have to teach us if we're willing to see them. So that is my encouragement to you. Oh, also, I have... I have launched a 15-minute love mindset challenge. So it's a little bit of a cheat to call it 15 minutes. It is only 15 minutes a day, but it is five days. So it's 15 minutes a day for five days. It's a love mindset challenge, and it's totally free. You can sign up. There'll be a link to it in the show notes. If you uh, follow me on Instagram or Twitter, I'm at Dear Franny on social, all social media, also Facebook. You can also get links to the challenge there. And... The challenge is to help you to start 2020 with a mindset that is is open and positive and optimistic where you're going deeper into this love and this acceptance and all this gratitude and all these things that I've been talking about. Well, I talk about every day. <laughs> um, and if you enter your, so if you join the challenge, the love mindset challenge, like I said, it's totally free. All you have to do is just sign up with your email address. So if you sign up for the challenge, then you will automatically be entered to win one month of free love coaching with me. So 
As long as you enter the challenge by December 30th, you will be entered automatically. I'm doing the drawing on New Year's Eve, December 31st. 2019 um, and that's when I'm choosing the winner so all of the entries need to be in by the 30th but the challenge is going to be ongoing so if you happen to be listening to this after the 30th of December you can still go to all of those places I just mentioned and you can still um, sign up for the challenge because it's going to be live for a while so that's it and I love you I appreciate you I wish you the happiest of holidays and a beautiful 2020 Thank you for listening. Stay in touch with me on all social media at Dear Franny and the podcast at Dear Franny Podcast. Wherever you are in the world, I appreciate you. Don't take for granted that you are spending some of your precious time with me. And I thank you for that. Goodbye. See you next decade.